and we're back with a full episode down the rabbit hole and this is episode 75 hello carl how are you i'm good rafa at least we're in the same room yeah so things are moving along right mm-hmm. um yeah we've got some couple of interesting items today yeah it's we have two items one is about technology mm. and, it, and the other one is how we call it or we call it an out there oh, it's an out there because it doesn't really fall into any kind of category mm. yeah. other than are you kidding me category right? I, that's a good way to describe it i think <laughs> it is a bit. it's it's a it's a, in the area of uh, the kind of things they do with ignobles isn't it mm. I think so, yeah. You're uh, right. Plus, that reminds me that soon. We're going to do that, right? Yeah, we're going to do ignoble prizes this year. An ignoble special. Yeah, keep an eye on that and coming, uh, we will announce it, yeah. Coming quite soon. So, yeah, so we've got this neat little thing about grapes. The, yeah. The little known side of a grape. Uh-huh. And what happens? And what happens when you abuse it? <laughs> yeah, with some with, microwaves. <laughs> Right, and uh, yeah, the technology one, the uh, engine, yes, very interesting stuff. Yes, a new way to have yeah. engines yeah. To work. Yeah, that works. That works. Yeah, yeah, because it's, right. it's British. Anyway, <laughs> never mind. All right, let's get on with the show. Okay, let's do it. Out there, a party trick. Yeah. Or uh, something to entertain other people. Or something more. Or something more. We're talking about now grapes, mm. but particularly grapes that are put inside of a microwave. Yeah. And Not an obvious thing to do, right? Exactly. And we're talking about an article that was uh, titled, very, actually very uh, smart, When Plasma Becomes Another Fruit of the Vine. Very smart. Yeah. I think that was uh, really good. Yeah. So... If you have not had a chance to do it, we recommend cautious. <laughs> and and most people haven't. <laughs> do it carefully if you want to do it. Yeah. Although we will have to say probably for safety, don't try this at home. Yeah, we have to say that, but we know you're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically what happens with this, let's say, experiment or demonstration is you put two grapes that are touching each other in the yeah. microwave. Which is a development really of the original Party yeah. trick, inverted commas, which was that people would cut one grape in half, uh-huh. but when they get all, almost all the way through, they just leave the skin connecting the two halves. That was the party trick. That, uh-huh. But then some scientists got involved. Like, mm, let's, why is let's that? Let's check that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what what is gonna what's happening here? Well. When you put the grapes in the microwave and it starts to heat up. Yeah, they light up. Yeah, like uh, big time. Big time. Big time. And you start to see the sparks. It's very variable. Yeah, yeah. Very variable, but you can get big light. Exactly. It's really, really coming along. Yeah. And, uh, well, the flame, basically. Is a plasma. Is plasma. Yeah. And it's uh, explained because of the heat yeah. that happens inside of the grape. Yeah, stripping the electrons off the uh, whatever it is that... And because it's... there's no surface, there's no skin there basically yeah. to keep it there. Yeah. It just flows with the other one Yeah, in a very tiny space. Very tiny space. And the... the microwaves in your in your domestic microwave have a... The clues in that word wave, they are a wave... 
and they from peak to peak they're about five inches, which is what in centimeters roughly. Five inches, yeah. like ten centimeters. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ten, twelve, something like that. And weirdly, what happens is that uh, when the microwaves encounter a grape, uh-huh. uh, it kind of the grape, the water in the grape is mostly water kind of, inside. It's yeah. mostly water, and it, and it shrinks the microwave. Uh-huh. So the microwave goes. The wavelength drops from five inches to like half a centimeter, which is happens to be about the width mm-hmm. of a grape. Yeah. And then what happens is the microwave gets trapped inside the grape, and of course it's being constantly fed uh-huh. with more microwaves. And because the microwave is now only half a centimeter and it's trapped, it's bouncing, bouncing. backwards and forwards between the skin. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's then a heating effect. And ultimately, you end up where the two grapes are touching. Mm-hmm. You get this superheating effect, and yeah. that's where the plasma appears. And yeah. it actually led to a discovery, which was uh, quite interesting, I think. Yeah. At, at the beginning, basically, if you would have only one grape, yeah, the heat spot with no would be in the, yeah. without cutting or anything. Mm. It would be in the middle. Mm. But when you have both of them touching, yeah, it focuses there. Heat Gets concentrated in yeah. that spot and basically. super concentrated apparently. Yeah, because of the size. Yeah, yeah. And um, basically, the uh, effect. Uh, the scientists who looked at it, uh, this Doctor Slepkov, uh-huh. uh, what he realised was that the uh, water was acting like a concentrator of the microwave energy, and because it was. Uh, contracting the wavelength of the microwave. Mm-hmm. And he speculated or is speculating that if they could find a, a material uh, that it was completely unexpected that the water would have this effect on microwaves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what he speculated was that if some kind of material could be found to do the same thing with visible light, which is much shorter wavelength, uh, that could lead to whole raft of yeah. new applications and so on. Well, yes, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's interesting and can actually uh, be used. Well, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of like a parlor trick, a party trick. Uh-huh. Um, and who doesn't like a good party trick? But it just goes to show you that even behind the simplest, stupidest of things, uh-huh. There can be real stuff going on. For sure. That can, you know, lead people in a different direction. Just imagine at, at a certain focal, focal point like that you are able to produce from two grapes that amount of energy. Yeah. That could be probably in the future. Could it be weaponized? That's the question. Probably. A great, you'd have a gun. With grapes With inside. a cartridge and you just feed grapes in uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. And they get supercharged. And, yeah. uh, and, they oh, just and what's brilliant it. about it, it's a weapon... And a snack. At the same time. I mean... You're hungry, just... You just pull the... Be cartridge. careful to not deplete your ammo, but... Of course, you know. Yeah. We're all about... We're all about the side benefits on Rabbit Hole. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. That was grapes. Now go get a glass of wine. <laughs> Technology. Yeah, Rafa. Bit mm-hmm. of uh, bit of space stuff. 
right? Because we like space stuff. We, we love space stuff yeah. because it's, you know, it's unpolluted. Oh, no. No, it is. Sorry. It is polluted now, yeah. It is now. We've been there. Mm-hmm. Right? Anyway, uh, yeah, we've talked before about the cost of getting into, like, low Earth orbit. Obviously, we've got mm-hmm. the... We've got plenty of satellites and stuff like that, but God, it's really expensive to get stuff. Yeah. Say two hundred and fifty miles up. Say we have we have seen in recent times a lot of development from Boeing and SpaceX. A lot of development. Obviously, mm-hmm. SpaceX is the leader with its reusable uh, first stages, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. In fact, I read only this morning that they've now recovered sufficient first stages to actually slow down their manufacturing of new stages. So, yeah. they've, so they've actually got a kind of a supply of reusable hardware. Uh-huh. They just need to just polish a bit. Polish a bit, get scrub out the inside. Exactly, you know. and yes. go to work. <laughs> Disinfect, you know, <laughs> and uh, away they go. Anyway, so, but of course, um, it's still pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the... Um, cost is associated with lifting the fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have probably seen at some point pictures of, say, the Saturn launch vehicle mm-hmm. for the moon um, landings, and more recently, the, even the SpaceX um, manned mission to the space station. When you see the rocket and you see the bit where the astronauts are. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like a little blip on the top. Right? Oh, that, yeah, exactly. Compared and, to the size yeah. of those rockets and... Yeah, and the rest of it's yeah. fuel, right? It's fuel and the oxidizer. Yeah, exactly. So, obviously, people have been motivated to try and solve that problem. And we were reading just very recently about an American effort by a company founded by a couple of engineers called... Uh, Mountain Aerospace Research Solutions. And they're based at the Mojave um, Spaceport in California, which is the home of um, uh, Virgin uh, Galactic and all that stuff and uh, a number of other companies in the space effort. Anyway, Mountain Aerospace Research have come up with or are developing... Research solutions. Research solutions. You mentioned something interesting. Spells Mars, the initials. Oh, yeah, spells Mars, yeah. Interesting. It's always good for a PR campaign. Uh uh Um, Anyway, they are actively working on development of a kind of a rocket engine that doesn't require... um, it doesn't require the oxidizer, which is normally oxygen. Oxygen, uh-huh. Liquid oxygen, in the case of a uh-huh. rocket, um, that makes up a lot of that bulk that you see in regular rockets. Uh-huh. Their engine doesn't need it because it extracts oxygen from the atmosphere. Uh-huh. And it's called an air-breathing engine, and they've given it a name, which is Fenris. Fenris. I've, I've got a feeling that comes from something, but I don't uh, know. It's the wolf, Fenris, from the mythology in the oh, north, in the, wow. from the north. Northern Europe kind of thing. Yeah, Viking stuff. Don't they have wolves in America? <laughs> a wolf? They're not as good, know. right? Yeah, probably. Maybe coyote or something. <laughs> yeah, wily coyote. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Anyways, well, yeah. 
Anyway. Sounds more mythologist than Rhys. Yes, you know? from mythology, as Rafa says. So anyway, they are um, developing this engine. They have a scale model at the moment that uh, potentially, when fitted to a vehicle, would get them from the ground to, I think, low Earth orbit because it will achieve uh-huh. escape velocity, which is 17,000 miles per hour. Um, and obviously, that is a step change uh-huh. in uh, performance and will would be a game changer on cost, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, something I found interesting when we were reading the, this. Reading this article, yeah. Was that... <laughs> Uh, in the article, I don't know whether it is a, it's an error or not, but the the article was saying that um, they're the uh, that no one in 2018, when they founded the Mars company, mm-hmm. that no one had ever made a working air breathing rocket engine before. Yeah, and we kind of believe that is not true, right? No, because uh, doing the research for this, we found that there's actually uh, a precedent, yeah. which is a British, actually, development. But it's now a an European project. It now right? became an European project. Yeah. And this project is called... Uh, Sabre. The Sabre. Yeah. And it started five years ago or something it, like that. I don't remember exactly the date, but... It actually goes back further than that. But farther, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it was, but it's taken a lot of time to get started mm-hmm. but it was originally a um a privately funded project yeah. and the saber engine um will achieve uh mach 5 uh in the lower atmosphere mm-hmm. but it will also get up to 17000 miles an hour for the yeah. uh, low earth orbit stuff one of the most interesting facts about mm. that is the temperature that they reduce the air. I know. It's well, unbelievable. It is unbelievable. For this kind of engine to work, or for the engine to work with the materials we have available today, mm-hmm. they had to come up with a novel solution for reducing the temperature of the air coming in at the front. Yeah. And the air is coming in the, at the front at around... Uh, 1,000 degrees centigrade. 1,800 Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah 1,000, which by any measure is pretty warm. Right? It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, basically, if you just let that air t- come in, potentially, yes, you can extract the oxygen out of it, but unfortunately, the engine will melt, right? Yeah. So what they had to do was come up with uh, some way of lowering uh, the air temperature as it comes in with what is called a pre-cooler. Mm-hmm. And basically the Sabre team came up with a, a very novel um, technology for doing that. And basically their pre-cooler will drop the temperature by a thousand degrees of the air coming in in one twentieth of a second, which is... Mm-hmm. Incredible, and yeah. there are pictures of it, and it looks like a, just a massive fine tubing, and it's really yeah. clever. It uses uh-huh. cryogenic fluid and all mm-hmm. that stuff, mm-hmm. and that was patented and so on, and that enables it to to um, continue to function as it extracts air from mm-hmm. the sorry oxygen from the atmosphere to replace the um, oxidizer. The oxidizer, yeah, and. 
that went through a private development phase. Then the British government put some money in when they passed a few technology milestones. They had to then have an independent assessment of the technology. Yeah. It passed that. And now it's actually got funding at the European level. And it's uh, so close to be 100% done because well, yeah. they're in, in, in a stage in which they can reach uh, Mac 3.3. Uh, yeah. And they, the cooler operates at 788 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's the recent trial. So, and they said that in the next 12 to 18 months, they can be able to fire, to have uh, the whole thing for the pre-testing before being used. Yeah. And they're now looking to potentially put it into a, a, a demonstrator. Uh-huh. You know, something that actually yeah. flies. Right? Uh-huh. So, we don't kind of get that American <laughs> project saying there's no such thing. It existed something else, but I think it's, this is the future. This is the future. So Im yeah. imagine the drop in cost per kilogram to mm -hmm. low Earth orbit. If you can actually go from the ground to low Earth orbit and return the entire vehicle back to the ground again. Yeah, if you would combine both technologies, for example, with what uh, SpaceX is doing, yeah. to be able to recover... The the rockets is like whew. well the thing about the um, the saber concept is the entire vehicle returns to the launch point mm -hmm. so it, it takes off like an airplane like an airplane that that's right? fascinating yeah and then obviously gets into the air breathing mode and off it goes right immediately it, goes boom yeah Where, let's say up like, up up they go very steep uh -huh. um yeah so. I think that is a, imagine that if it could deliver to low Earth orbit something akin to the uh, transfer vehicle that sits on top of a SpaceX mm -hmm. space station uh, supply mission, yeah. manned supply mission, mm -hmm. that would have to be a game changer, I would have thought. For sure. So... A very interesting technology development. Mm -hmm. We're probably looking at five years before we see a real demonstrator of it. Yeah. Uh, but maybe in the next 10 years, we may start to see, because they're saying it could be used to create very high-speed suborbital passenger flights between major population centres. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about... Just an example, I think it's London to Sydney is like an hour and ten minutes. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. At the moment, it's like uh, 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Big stuff. Yeah. So good luck to uh, the Mars project. <laughs> the Mars project. <laughs> Let's yeah. hope it doesn't get confused with some other Mars yeah. projects. Yeah, so that was uh, quite interesting, right? The grape thing. Wow, yeah. I mean, Who would have imagined that we can see that kind of reaction inside of the microwave with just a grape? And there's some real science going on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. And then the, the air-breathing engine. I mean, these things have been on the drawing board for literally decades, actually. Yeah, yeah. But it's only really very recently that the materials and our kind of 
understanding. I think we are making a really bigger steps here yeah, towards on, what's the future. We're on coming. the edge of something, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, great. Yeah, and well, we, this is the end of the episode. Uh, yeah. Don't forget to keep an eye for an announcement for the ignoble prices. Yeah. Keep an eye for our cables. Don't forget the cables. Oh yeah. They're small but beautifully formed. Exactly. Perfectly said again. And leave us your comments, uh, recommendations, any topic that you see that is interesting that we should discuss. Yeah. Or maybe you even want to guest in. Yeah. We we like guests. Yeah. So contact us and we we'll talk to you next week in the next episode. Bye Carl. Bye Rob. See you next week. <laughs>